Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Sons of Atticus are a two-piece band who are just as good live as they are in recordings. They released the album Jack's Motel in 2021 and the single Sad Song in July this year. They are Matt Joyce and Dylan Wright and hello to you both. Hello. Hey Sophie, how are you? Very well, thank you. And I did really enjoy seeing you play live earlier this year and uh, and have so enjoyed listening to the album and the new single. But I'm going to start at the beginning. How did the band form? Well, we, uh, we, we uh, grew up in the same area, not really knowing each other. We kind of knew of each other, um, followed each other on social media eventually. I honestly think my mum my went and saw Dylan play and was like, got to check out this guy. He's really great. Um, doing his solo stuff and I um, so sort of started following on social media and then I think we were in the market to sort of buy a similar looking guitar so we started to chat about it and then we eventually crossed paths and um, yeah just hit it off as friends like you know relatively recently maybe about four or so years ago and really you know bonded over the fact that we loved old music and and I mean I, I like to think that we bonded over the fact that you know, we both hated coffee as well, but Dylan has actually recently joined the dark side on that, and I'm, I'm not too happy about it, to be honest. That's when the relationship became more of an, a, a business acquaintance and a friendship, but, you know. <laughs> Before I go on to Dylan, man, I will ask about your mum, though. So clearly she's she's very involved in your musical life or maybe encouraged you as a musician. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, I was a little bit late to the party with it. Like, I, I, I always kind of had instruments around trying to get um introduced to me but I I I wasn't really having a bar but I actually got pretty frustrated with like the idea of guitar and just needing to instantly change shapes on things you spend all this time getting used to and yeah so I I think it was about 14 or 15 something changed and and clicked and I just got hooked on guitar and, and really obsessed with it and then again even later to that I um probably wasn't until about 18 or so I started, you know, entering that songwriting realm, um, which is, it, it's so impressive to see, I think, since entering this, you know, even just this Australian country music um, world, just how many young people there are that are just, uh, have been doing that for me. I mean, Dylan's a little, I mean, Dylan's been writing songs forever as well, but I think just even me being a little later to it all, mainly starting as a guitarist, I've just been blown away with how many people are just, absolutely nailing it you know at such a young age um but yeah um in answer to your actual question yes mum has always been very supportive of um you know me trying to you know just follow that kind of thing she you know I, I i say so many times you know when it comes to us having gigs i'm like you know you don't you don't have to come to this one if you don't want to it's going to be pretty similar to the one you you know you came to last week but she's you know always always keen to get involved with it all so um yeah it's great oh, that's wonderful she's proud of you quite clearly absolutely yep yeah. yep and so dylan now i'd like to know what you were doing that made matt's mum pay attention uh well i used to play my speedos uh no i just <laughs> well, I, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know i uh yeah i've been playing solo for i don't know over 10 years so and we used to live in uh, Cronulla, so I'd always play down there at the Brass Monkey, yep. and yeah, I guess she she came across me one night, uh, and then yeah, Matt and I we used to live around the corner, but never met, and then we met at uh, a festival in Cronulla okay. uh, at a Mexican 
place. So we, uh, I got gout the next day and Matt didn't go to work. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I shudder to think what you consumed that you got yeah. gout the next day. Yeah. But I'm presuming this was pre-pandemic because it was a festival. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was, we were living. <laughs> <laughs> living wild and free. Living like kings. Yeah. <laughs> So when you first uh, started, to- started well, when you first met and started talking about music, had, did you discover that you had, in fact, been listening to a lot of the same music or just that you had the same intentions regarding making music or both? Yeah, I think I'll, I'll jump in there, Matt, because, you know, I know the question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we bonded over our love of, like, Elvis and Johnny Cash and the old school country, Chris Stapleton, new school, uh, and and then I got Matt up to play with me a few times and then we kind of played a bit more together and then the idea came, I don't know how it came across, but he was, I don't know, one of us was like, maybe we should just start writing songs together or see what comes out and country just blossomed out of that. So, um, yeah, I felt just so easy. Mm-hmm. Right. And I agree like- Sorry, go on. Oh, sorry, I was, you just go, gonna, I was just going to add to that that um, I, you know, I've like prior to sort of um, meeting Dylan, like I played in and out of various bands that were all just you know very different genres to country, you know, like kind of hard rock, punky alt rock kind of stuff. And it, I've always enjoyed playing that kind of stuff from a guitarist point of view. But I think once we started, you know, once I started trying to songwrite a little bit more and. And then Matt Dillon, it's just the that that country, I guess those, you know, the, that kind of music that I just think of when I grew up listening to going on road trips with my family and things like that. It just, you know, that just simple, honest music I really resonated with. And it just, that that inspiration was there and it just made, you know, it just started making songs, which and I, and I felt finally, like I found a, a, you know, a genre in an area that I, you know, I felt more content with, with being involved in. So when you first started jumping up on stage with Dylan, because he said he would get you up to play with him from time to time, did it feel just like this very easy communication, musical communication? Because that can that happens, you know, between musicians. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to say yes, and I also say no. Still to this day, he constantly um, will, you know, throw me under the bus with songs, or like when it comes to set lists, it'll be he'll he'll say. He'll, we'll write one set list down and then he'll start saying a song that we're going to play. It's not even on there or, or he'll just bring out a new song. And then I, sometimes I haven't even heard it and it, and it keeps me on my toes and I've got to try and, you know, what key is it in? Okay. I'm going to try and make up something to this now. Cause we're going to, we're doing this for the first time apparently. So, Change you know, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah, no, nah, well, yeah, we could talk about it. But Matt's just so good at what he does that I like to do that. I like to see him under pressure and he just nails it every time. So this is obviously a, it's a it's rather than you just willfully forgetting the set list or not wanting to follow it. This is this is a purposeful test oh, yeah. for Matt, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what is he's this saying. the truth? Every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so Matt, do you, do you feel this is true, or do you? <laughs> yeah, look, I'm a little hesitant with, about that answer, but no, but like we we it, yeah, as I said, there's both sides to it because there's that side of it, but I think. It, it just felt very natural. And I think because the whole thing stemmed from a friendship, it's, and, I, and people have said that, I guess, when they when they comment on watching us um, play live, there is that, you know, element of kind of banter between us as well as what's happening, I guess, with the audience where you can just kind of tell we're mates 
on top of the fact that we're playing music together, it just feels very natural. Where it's like we're hanging out, but we're also playing music with people. It's just it's best of both worlds. So it's it's made it really easy to to blend in blend in both. Well, having seen you play live, yeah, that was definitely there. It was like, oh, and it's that thing when musicians make it easy for the audience to be there, and that's a, that's a gift to an audience because it means they could just sit back and relax. And I remember as soon as you started playing, thinking, oh, great, oh yeah, okay, I'm just this is going to be good. I can I can just sit here, and it was so entertaining. But Dylan, you've been playing on your own for a while, so was it was it just a did it feel like a big thing to start playing with someone else, or did it just oh, feel like no. a natural development for you because it was that? so much more relaxing okay i feel like i have to work so much harder when i'm by myself i um i've had bands in the past i was in like an 11 piece brass band and uh yeah other bands along the way so yeah when matt's there it just feels so nice and so easy and we can if i stuff up a song or forget lyrics he's there to be like these are the ones (laughs) Uh, so it's just nice to have that yeah friendship there next to me and we're doing it together and just enjoying it, enjoying mm-hmm. the ride. Yeah, and I think the audience definitely picks up on that and it's and it's in the recordings as well. Um, you said you were in a brass band. Which instrument did you play? Vocals. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Voice is an instrument. Because <laughs> I was going to say, how many instruments do you play? <laughs> yeah, I wish I, I, I always wanted to play uh, trumpet. Right. Uh, but not nah, guitar and vocals. Yeah, not Guitar in the brass band, but just vocals. Right. So when you started writing songs together, this is a question for either one of you, uh, was there a bit of stop starting getting your rhythm together or did it did it just pretty much click from the start? I, um, I think it's funny because I think when people ask, you know, someone, oh, how, how do you write a song? I don't know if people have certain recipes that they go through or or formulas that they do because for me personally it seems so different every time from you know coming up with a whole song in in a little thing that you just blurt out in the moments there and it's great to do in a verse or a verse in a chorus and it's like well maybe I'll revisit that later because I'm not sold on the rest of it yet and Dylan and I have this mix of like you know I'll come to him with completely finished songs and we might be like cool let's run with that or let's let's tweak it a bit Dylan will do the exact same thing or you know there is times where um, we, we will get together. And I think it's just because we've both got also a lot going on in our lives outside of music too. It's like the times that we are together, um, you know, we're, we're doing other things on top of trying to fit in songwriting as well. So mm-hmm. we definitely, um, uh, yeah, we, we work well together, I think, when it comes to, like, for instance, this song um, that we are releasing on Friday was one of those, you know, hybrids between the both of us where it got kicked off by one of us and then we we both worked together on on actually making it um, that. And, and that's starting to appear more and more now um, as we progress, you know, songs that are from the both of us. And, and, and yeah, so I, I, I think it's, I think we've got a really good thing going where we can, you know, have, have full ideas for, for ourselves because, I mean, Dylan's a phenomenal songwriters and doing it for a lot longer than me so I'm, I'm more than happy to you know sit back and be like all right what's he got let's you know how, how can we how can we complement it you know that actually happened with the the song coming out on friday sore eyes matt sent it through and it was a bit slower and i was like i could hear it just a bit quicker i was like oh yeah and he sent something through over the weekend and it was just a bit slower and i was like oh yeah it's good and then i sent it back to him with a few tweaks and it was just like completely different <laughs> it was just so much quicker there's always a tempo oh, thing I, I, it's I hope definitely a trend <laughs> uh so has, has any of this tweaking prompted any arguments between you 
Not yet. Not yet. We're pretty. We're actually pretty kind about it. We might still be in that, you know, that fluffy period where we're we're, we're not, you know, we're we're not being like, nah, that sucks. <laughs> where we kind of like might just sort of be like, what if we tried it this way? And we'll just see. We we have that kind of running joke between us that like, you know, we're pretty comfortable to share ideas even if it's not going to be something we run with and we joke around saying like well you, you know you got to go there you, you got to go there to know that it sucked or or we need to make it better yeah so it seems you're pragmatic about that editorial process of working together on a song it's like you, because you're each other's editors and, it, and it, it can require a bit of a thick skin to be edited by someone else but as I said it seems like you're pragmatic about it which makes for a better song Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so the new single Sore Eyes, um, Matt, what is it about? Tell us. Well, this was one of those ones where I kind of, I, I started off and then I was even surprised that it, it, it's come to fruition in this way. And it's one that we're running with because initially it was like, I remember sitting around and I just wrote a verse and a chorus. And sometimes I'll, like Dylan and I would pretty much chat on the phone every day about all sorts of general business, but sometimes I'll, just flick him a song idea or something as just like a little challenge or something. Be like, have a crack at that. Try and try and finish it or something like that. Um, so I just, yeah, kind of kicked it off. Just normally stuff that I write is pretty, pretty honest and, you know, kind of from my own experiences that, but this one was a different kind of case at the time, but I was trying to put myself in the, in the shoes of someone like Dylan or some friends that have, you know, perhaps a, you know, like a, a wife and a, you know, and a family and things like that. And, that that kind of stress and strain of being on the road and, and trying to you know pursue your dreams and, and work hard in that aspect but you know trying to balance the both of that and, and and obviously the inevitable thing of you know severely missing everybody that you that you're away from at that time yeah and what i haven't asked yet and i meant to ask earlier on and maybe dylan i'll put this question to you where does the band name come from yes uh it comes from I suck at naming things. Um, I find <laughs> Maybe that you're the wrong person to ask. <laughs> no, no, no. I, um, no. He came up with it. Okay. Yeah, I came up with it. That's why. I I had a band uh, and I I named it. I think I named it or someone else named it. It was Toys of Counterculture. Um, interesting. interesting. See, not great, right? So I had an idea. I love um, To Kill a Mockingbird. The book and the movie and i love atticus finch mm -hmm. uh so i thought he was a really cool character and it was that southern american americana kind of thing so sons of atticus was born ah, so gregory peck was in your mind yes you know, yes yes because uh, we we're, were going old school like cw um charlie crockett kind of vibes mm -hmm. uh and i was just trying to think of that Really old school, yeah, Atticus. Atticus Finch was the one. And Matt, how did you feel about that when it was suggested? I was I was pretty happy to just uh, have a name at the end of the day because as Dylan said, I, I, I just coming up with names, I just, I don't know why it's like, you know, doing the songs and, and, and all that other stuff seems to come so, some, so, you know, come so naturally. But I think, I don't know if it's just because of the hype of it, it's just that thing that's locked in and it's like, okay, once we've got it, got it. But I don't know, I, I just don't really i'm just not very good at that either the only the only thing that i so i was just happy to run with that but the the only thing that i could really come up with at the time that i thought sounded cool um was uh like the the name jack's motel but i i, I didn't say that as as an as an artist name i just thought 
I like it. I like the way it sounds. It kind of sounds a bit Western. It's got it like that. Jack is, you know, a bit cutting. Um, but I, I didn't see it as an artist name and I thought, you know, maybe that's maybe that's an, an album or a song or something down the track. And then I, I sat around one night and I wrote a full song titled that and then we right. thought that's kind of where the EP stemmed from. We're like maybe we'll turn that into a little a little journey within itself. So, yeah. And that is a great segue because my next question is about Jack's Motel. <laughs> and so, And it's eight songs and it's only 22 minutes long with those eight songs. But weirdly or maybe not weirdly, it never feels like the songs are short. And I think it's because there's, there are complete stories in there and I feel like I've been on a, on a journey throughout each song. So when I was actually looking at the length of it, I thought, wow, like I don't, it doesn't feel like these are, these are necessarily very short songs. So I'm wondering if you often start with the story that you want to put into a song and that's why we get these worlds within each song. Well, the idea of Jack's Motel was actually meant to be, um, and I guess, due to, you know, maybe some of the labelling, uh, when you look at it, it looks like it's almost like an album length. But the whole idea was it was meant to actually be an EP of right. six regular length songs. Okay. And, you know, halfway through it, um, you've got kind of like an interlude and at the end it's kind of like an exit lude kind of thing where you've got these songs that are just, we, we put somewhat in, in an order, but then in those two little kind of one minute, one minute and a half songs, you, you can tell the recordings get a bit rougher around the edges. You can kind of hear a bit of background chatter and clapping and, and whatever. And it's meant to be, you know, you're getting taken in that little world for that little moment of time. But then, you know, that happens and, okay, we're back into the songs, we're back into the EP, and then we just finished on a little bit of a, it's meant to be a bit of a cheery kind of, um, you know, sing-along. If You know, if you're in that world, they maybe be sing-along drinking right. songs that were well-known you know, should you have been in that that world where Jack's Motel wasn't actually there. Yeah, I actually, um, I didn't think they sounded rough around the edges. Anyway, that's just me as a listener. Probably Dylan's voice. It's Dylan's beautifully smooth <laughs> <in> tone. <laughs> quite possibly, quite possibly. And the title track, since you wrote it, Matt, I'll ask you, uh, is synonymous with, uh, where in the title track, Jack's Motel is synonymous with being in the doghouse. It's basically, you know, I'm out of here. I've got to check into Jack's Motel because I've done the wrong <laughs> thing. Um, was this written from experience? Uh, well. Dylan's <laughs> <laughs> <It was> laughing. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, Jack's Motel, again, I think, uh, yeah, it, it's it's meant to be one of those places that you would you would go to to kind of, I guess, escape your 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 woes and things like that but I yeah I, I can to uh funnily enough when it came to coming up with this project idea and the songs we were writing at the time it just kind of worked out that the songs we were selecting by chance happened to be lyrically all songs that I'd, I'd written so the whole thing as a body does hold like a lot of um you know personal experiences and a lot of you know um you know certain moments in my life which I was really, really nervous about when it came to the release of it because it was like I'm sharing a lot of stuff here that even though some of it is in a bit of a, you know, might be in it a little bit of an upbeat country kind of song, it's like, you know, that's that classic thing with some old country music is it's like, you know, some of the lyrics can be a little bit a little bit dark or a little bit down, but they're masked by these, you know, kind of jolly country tunes sometimes. So, so yeah, um, uh, no in the, in, the, in the sense that, it wasn't necessarily specifically about me being in the doghouse, mm -hmm. um, but it, it was more about, uh, I guess, me uh, not wanting to be uh, portrayed as the person that, you know, someone might have thought I, I was, you know, like 
Yeah. And it contains the great line, smell it that you're smelling of tanqueray and clothes that haven't been washed. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, that is good. That is so evocative. <laughs> <It's a little laughs> <icky. laughs> yeah, lyrics you can smell. That's right. So the single that was released in July this year is Sad Songs. Um, and the refrain is that nothing like a sad song passes time. So Dylan, I'll start with you. What is your favorite sad song or sad songs? Oh, geez. I am what on are you the on the spot. spot? Yeah. Wow. Um, there's so many, I think. I think I grew up on the Beatles and Elvis and Jack Johnson. Uh, and there's so many sad songs, especially with the Beatles and Elvis. Um, and I also love that gospel-y kind of aspect as well. Uh, and getting into Westerns, old Westerns and things. I think with sad songs, I went down that kind of route uh, of... Yeah, just thinking about the past and things that happened to us and make us who we are. And you get to the bottom of the, the barrel of singing all those sad songs and ours is the last one you get to. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of lovely and also quite sad, but no, I understand what you mean and it's a great way to do it. Um, Matt, your sad songs? Yeah, good way to divert the question there, Dylan, um, but we'll get back to the songs. Welcome. As Dylan said, all that, all that, uh, you know, old, old country, uh, Elvis, Patsy Cline, Johnny Cash, all that kind of stuff. I really, you know, I, I just came back from the States and did the whole Graceland sing for the second time, actually. But, you know, uh, songs like Are You Lonesome Tonight and those real, you know, just, you know, it's just a, an acoustic guitar and the vocal and it's, it's just so raw and honest and, uh, you know, that's one song to pick from. But as Dylan said, I could, you could probably come up with at least 10 yeah. that are you know that, that hit the hit the feels but um yeah we'll run with that one for me um yeah well I think yes with sad songs it's a bit like pressing a bruise you know it's yeah. uh that's the that's the function they serve and sometimes we all need to do that um and now Dylan you've recently relocated away from um parts near Sydney you're in northern New South Wales and Matt is not so logistically, <laughs> yet. Now, not yet. <laughs> so how how are the songs of Atticus going to work? The songwriting, obviously, you can do over Zoom, but playing wise, I'm sure you have a plan. Yeah, playing wise is difficult. Uh, writing songs, yeah, like we said, Matt threw me an idea the other day, and I threw him one back. Uh, so it, it it's, feels natural, and when we get together, it just feels like all these songs come out of us. Mm -hmm. um, playing wise is tough. We've just had. Uh, our second child so oh congratulations chaotic thank you um so she's uh almost two weeks old <laughs> so it's a bit crazy especially with an, a three-year-old um but yeah we're trying to figure out when we can get together and we're getting to tamworth mm -hmm. in january and trying to do some more recordings uh yeah but i'm, I'm tr really trying for matt to get up here so it's just easier <laughs> <laughs> we just have to be organized with it like I you know we just try to set ourselves you know obviously we're looking into everything for next year and trying to book ahead but we we just try to be strategic with it we knew that Dylan was going to be uh, pretty pretty busy at the moment just with the, the second baby on the way and stuff so that's why I kind of um organized my trip away to be at that time I normally go in July but then that's when we were like you know we could we could do a bunch of shows here when we release um, our, our previous, when we released Sad Songs, we, we kind of coordinated a little mini South Coast kind of tour along with that. So I saved it for them and, and to do the trip now. So Dylan's got a bit of that time and 
And then, yeah, we, we're just kind of gearing up for Tamworth and, and anything that we do while we're apart, we just try to, you know, make it worth worth the trip. If we're gonna if we're gonna do a Sydney show, then let's let's do one before it and do one after it. So if one of us is coming down or I'm going up there, you know, we're we're making it worth the while and just with, with a few expenses and things like that. And Dylan, meanwhile, you have the perfect built-in audience to test out songs because children can be very tough critics. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Frozen going on at the moment, uh, and she loves actually Harry Potter. So we do a bit of Harry Potter. I don't know if you know Pippi Longstockings. Do oh yes, yes. I uh, <laughs> just put that uh, album on Spotify, so that's that's perfect. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm talking about your songs being played. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I tried actually. I did write a song uh, the other week called Daddy's Girl, and she'll um, come up to the guitar and like press the buttons and she wants to hear daddy's girl. So that's cute. Well, that's good. You've got a well-trained. Yeah. Um, so by the time this interview comes out, Sore Eyes will have been released. So I'm going to say congratulations in advance for the release. And sounds like the next time people can catch you live will be at the Tamworth Country Music Festival. And I've had you both talking for a while and you have a very new child, Dylan. So I think it's probably time for me to let you go and sleep. Oh, and, uh, good. You're uh, fine. But Matt, Dylan, Sons of Atticus, it was so good to talk to you. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. I really appreciate your time. It was great fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.